Hi, I'm Ron Coleman, a partner in the Dillon Law Group, social media legend and free speech enthusiast. When I started the Coleman Nation podcast in the spring of 2021, its focus was on free expression and censorship on the internet. But as important as that subject is to me, which is very important, I felt hemmed in in the podcast. I wanted to spend more time talking to the interesting people I've met in my legal and free speech work without feeling a need to have them all make the same point. So I culminated the first series of the podcast and have started the second series. I hope you'll enjoy these conversations as much as I have recording them. Hey, culminators. Good to see you again. Today, I'm going to introduce you to someone I hardly know, but I feel as if we must get to know each other better. And one of the cool things about the podcast uh, is that I have really had the opportunity to get to know some people who I knew a little bit or knew even a lot, but learned a lot more about. Haley, just kind of Haley Kennington, who's today's guest, kind of came onto my radar very recently. Um, and the good thing is that she's such a young, fresh face, see, that I was able to instantly get her. Like, she wasn't these people that I had to trace around for six months or, you know, doesn't respond back. So here's the thing, okay? Take a look. This is this is Haley Cannington, researcher and archive editor, for, archive editor for uh, Daily Wire's "What Is a Woman?" Okay, that's that in and of itself would be enough to have her on the show, right? Research director and story editor for the Plot Against the President, Amanda Milius. We had Amanda on twice, but we got to get her on again. Also, Wrong Speak Publishing. What the hell? Wrong, but Adam, I broke Adam Coleman. Okay, maybe you want to. <laughs> see, I made Adam Coleman. Substack. Well, I don't know. Well, she's hacking for Substack. Maybe she owns Substack. Maybe she invented Substack. And this uh, modern Inquirer Live. That's something that she does, and she's going to tell us about that. I had no familiar with at, at all. And then you go to her link. Okay, Wrong Speak Publishing. She does something there. IMDb. Obviously, she's a movie star. Um. Twitter, she's, you know, Kennington Report. Yeah, that's the Substack piece, right? Haley, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Ron, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What's going on with you? What, what what do you do? All What's your what's your main day job? That's a good question. Well, I'm a mother, so that's before anything else. Oh, but good answer. I'm a writer and a journalist. Um, I do a lot of research. I do some ghostwriting. Um, I do some transcription work, which is really fun. I do editing for authors and um, a little bit of everything. So mainly investigative journalism, though. And as of late, I've been digging around and stuff and uh, raising some eyebrows. So that's what I enjoy doing. So you must have done this stuff right because you are really getting engaged by some really happening people in our our conservative people's world. Sure. How'd you hook up with, with uh, Matt Walsh? Well, that's a good question too. When I worked on the plot against the president with Amanda Milius, oh, okay. uh, I worked directly with an editor that really um, liked what I did. We worked to work well together, you know, so he actually was signed on as the editor as what well is a woman. So he contacted me and I spoke to the director and was on board. Now the now tell me what you did. Let's let's back it up. Plot against the president. How'd you get into that? I had a buddy uh, who I was real good friends with, who was also really good friends with Amanda, and um, actually had a interview with the White House at one point. 
Uh, but they wanted me to move my whole family. So that sort of uh, went out the window. But Amanda and I got connected. And uh, like I said, my buddy sort of spoke for me. I'd worked uh, with him uh, on Loomerd for Laura Loomer. So all these little connections sort of started going together. But uh, Laura yeah, Loomer, I had a lot of my former clients. Um, <laughs> so, okay. But for the plot against the president, mm -hmm. you were doing research? Uh, yes. So I did a, uh, a lot, actually, on the back end of it. Any clips that you see in both of these films that aren't, uh, you know, interviews or men on the street type deals are things that I have found and pulled. I, I passed over to the editor. So it's a so, lot of filler, but it's anything that's not, you know, being done directly, you know, interview style is stuff that I've pulled and the editors decided on. I do a lot of stuff with lawyers actually on the back end to clear different clips, you know, to make sure that legally we can use different things. And uh, there's a lot to it, actually, a lot more than just. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. Oh, yes, there is. And in fact, I want to come back to that in a second. But I just want to clarify that you you answered the question that I was about to ask, which was, but Lee Smith already wrote the plot against the president. So why'd you have to research it? Because he wrote a book. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. So produced... I did that. Uh -huh. I did that. I actually ran the social media for that account too. So I, what I ended up doing was when I did the summary, I sort of put it in a timeline because the book's not written chronologically. Um, and we use that to sort of make some of the social media posts. So there's like all these little things that sort of sprung off that, you know, you end up doing. But the plot against the president, we did under 90 days. And I'm extremely proud of that. It was a great team of people, a very small amount of, you know, on our team. It was great. I had a good time with it. Were you involved in getting that through Amazon? No, that no was I can't take credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, um you really had some incredible experiences and you're, you're, you're only kind of beginning, I think really to, to be, you know, to, to become known in your, in your own right. Adam Coleman, how'd you hook up with him? Uh, another good question. I, I ran, I did some work for the publica and he was writing for the publica too. Um, so it was one of those things where you come on board and Hey, it's nice to meet you. It's going to be good to work with you kind of thing. And Adam and I sort of latched onto each other early on. Um, and he liked the work that I was doing there. And he asked me to come on and start a news column for his wrong speak uh, as lead journalist. So I've been doing that. That's fa fairly new. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've been in contact for several months now. He's a good guy. I really like him. He, he tells me that you guys are cousins. And I, <laughs> so we all look just alike. That's right. That's right. We, we, you know, uh, I, I don't have any Coleman cousins actually, but, but I have pretty. But but my, between my brother and, and myself, we've generated quite a few, thank God. Um, but Adam is, is a great kid. And actually, what I appreciate about, about him is that he's one of those guys who came to me and said, you know, I really think your listeners would like the book that I just wrote. Um, and he was really engaging. I, I think I think I've had him on twice also. Um, but he's really blown up. Yeah, you know he he writes for Newsweek and the New York Post, and you know he's he, you know he's 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 really you know become a phenomenon. And here he is hiring people, you know. Yeah, and he was he was a guy who was self-publishing his own book, and now he's hiring people. Yeah, he deserves it. He's a really good guy. I like Adam a lot. Your text messages must like be really like. Do you ever do you ever know any secret stuff that you know uh, you know that 
Yeah, I know some does. really fun stuff. Yeah, because I do transcription work. So I transcribe phone calls and uh, like meetings, dinner meetings. I do a lot of fun stuff that nobody knows about. I have a good time with it. I like sort of being behind the scenes. And that's just it. I, I haven't put myself, you know. Sort well, what, of... was, what was your preparation for all these? So, you, okay. So let me, let me first, <laughs> let me first um, conceptualize. You're a, you're a words person. Correct. And you're a you're a, you're you're an accountability person. In other words, you 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 confirm facts, you document facts, you get media that can be used to illustrate facts. You clear the rights to those media when appropriate, mm -hmm. um, and you end up being able. Like you, it seems like there's not one aspect of those fields that you're not finding yourself busy with and you say that you are a mom which when you say i'm a mom I mean, you know my wife's a mom too but she's our oldest children are 25 right i mean sure. it's not just she's a mother at this point you know right right you have young children at home i assume is what you're saying uh we have five i have five, two children okay. and three stepchildren mm -hmm. so despite <laughs> all this responsibility as a parent you are doing all this stuff so how many accidents have there been in your house that they've had to call over and get you know get the you know <laughs> child protective services you just say right. you're gonna have to put down that phone <laughs> no but it, it's sort of hard to find a window at times you know sure. i sort of it's kind of weird because i feel like sometimes i go in between these two different realms in between mom mode and work mode but it's constant because i'm i'm always doing both um, but it's a bit of a juggle and I like that. I like to be challenged. So. So, all right. My question I had now, 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 now that I have framed it, college major. No, no college. <laughs> no, I dropped out of college. Ah, uh, I know. Perfect. I knew, but I, I knew the answer. <laughs> I knew the answer. Yeah, I did. Two reasons. First of all, because just the concept, your whole concept, the Haley concept, A and B, College does tend for most people to make people think, to give people some degree of tunnel vision, which you clearly don't have. True. On the other hand, you obviously are, you know, when people are self-taught or they learn from experience, they are frequently not particularly good with the words because that's something that you generally hone at an advanced level beyond high school though really at high school by the time sure. you finish high school you should know how to write sure sure but i mean you did graduate high school i did yeah <laughs> it's funny i actually had done pretty well in writing i won a couple of statewide essays for you know the schools that i was in and it was something that i was actually like naturally good at um you know and i i just sort of decided one day that that's what i wanted to do i was watching sort of um, this was probably this was maybe a year or so into Trump's um, presidency, and I, there were just some things that were going on that I felt like I needed to talk about, and so I started writing and I started reaching out to outlets and got picked up, and I haven't stopped. So um, I enjoy the truth. I like telling people the truth. I like telling people about things that maybe they don't know about or deeper levels of subjects that you know maybe they're familiar with but they don't know about this aspect or that aspect um 
So I don't know. I'm just, I like telling the truth and I like to uh, learn and to not really, not necessarily teach, but I like to show people things that maybe they don't know. So how, all right. So, so you leave high school. We'll keep the personal life part out of it, unless you think it's relevant, but you first start earning a living or working as a writer. You said, I'm going to be a freelance writer. Mm-mm. You don't hardly <laughs> no. ever get to do that. No, yeah. no, no. No, I, I went to school. Actually, my major was psychology, and I did that for long enough to decide that's definitely not what I wanted to do. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll take a semester or two off and then started working. Uh, a couple of years later, I had my first son. My son just turned 19. Uh, so had him um, and, and you know, just did sort of odd jobs really over the years. But no, this came about fairly recently, last several years or so. Yeah. You say you were kind of doing... A- odd jobs how did you make the change to becoming someone who was basically writing most of the time okay uh, I got pregnant again in 2014 um, and had my daughter in 2015 and I have degenerative disc disease I have four fractured discs in my spine so I have a really hard time physically doing a lot of things for a long period of time if I'm on my feet too long and things like that so I was stuck at home had this brand new baby and I needed to work so I decided to start writing and see if I could get someone to pick me up. And someone and picked you up. Someone picked me up. And then I just kept going and going and going and growing off of that. And then you end up working with all these cool people. So I want I would like to talk a little bit. Well, actually, no, I just I actually said I was going to get back to something. And I think this it would not be the first time I said I would want to get back to something and didn't. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be one of the times I remembered. Okay. Which is that the, the clearing of 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 media rights mm-hmm. it's such a big deal because you know i i in the last six to nine months i've become much more of a consumer of youtube mm-hmm. uh, because of a representation actually of, uh, of a youtuber mm-hmm. and to understand his business better i started poking around a lot a lot more and i have a much more of a sense of how it works and i, I see for example i see all these all these movie review videos and they have to really skirt how much they can use from the movie without without getting it you know a takedown and, and of course that's that's really a youtube issue more than a copyright law issue because as a matter sure. of copyright law you can definitely excerpt a work to do a review but you you really can't fight city hall on the other hand i noticed that sports videos really use other people's works in, you know, in order to talk about this championship game or this play or whatever the case may be. And apparently the leagues are cool with that or the owner. I think you think the leagues usually own the copyright in the, have you done any sports stuff? Cause you, you're not, no sports stuff. but you, but no. you know, the, but you know, YouTube. Yeah, I do. And um, you know, it, it, it's just, I've, I, it's a fast, cause I, I actually think YouTube is, I, th- I think I understand the situation that they have made for themselves, but they have made a, re- they've really screwed up everything about copyright in so many ways, you know, yeah. and they're making so much money off other people's copyright and, and off other people's copyright infringement. And yet mm-hmm. on the other hand, I just spoke, I've got a, a friend on Twitter who doesn't want to be, uh, you know, he's a, he's a quiet guy. Uh, but he, he said, do I have it? Do I, do I know anyone at Twitter legal? Because I mean, at, at, at YouTube legal, he has succeeded in getting people to, to 
you know, to, to get takedowns of people who he's a filmmaker who have infringed his work, but on the other arm of of YouTube, they don't believe he is actually the person who's like they're calling, they're accusing him mm-hmm. of infringing his own work, and yeah. apparently he he can't figure out how to, you know, and of course he said, Do you know anyone at YouTube Legal, and you must know this. YouTube Legal is not there to be reached. No, no. I They're mean, there. neither is most of these people. Most of these, uh, you know, Twitter. I mean, where do you where do you get a line to Twitter when you need one? No, there's no really no accountability. The fact that you now have mm-hmm. this Elon Musk actually sometimes paying attention to people's mm-hmm. individual complaints is phenomenal. Okay, that was my lawyer part here. Now I can now write off this entire podcast as an expense for the entire year. <laughs> nice. Um. Matt Walsh, that must have been a wild, I, I mean, obviously you, you gravitated towards the conservative side of things. Oh, was yeah. that, was there ever a change in your life with that? Mm-mm. No, that's just how you always were. Mm-hmm. You mentioned to me before that you're from down South. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume you live, uh, b- based on what liberals tell me, I assume that you live in a trailer park. <laughs> You've already told no. me that you are poorly educated. Right. And you have lots true. of you have lots of babies, right? Yes. So yes. <laughs> uh, the problem is that you're not nearly as stupid or illiterate or ineffective as they would like to think that you are. That's true. Um, all right. So he seems like I, I don't know Matt, um, it, it, which is a sticking point with me because, besides the fact that I represent Daily Wire, I want to know Matt. I know Mike. As I talk about Ben, Ben and I are, we have a, like a cold peace between us, okay? He, <laughs> he knows who I am, but he doesn't acknowledge, that's uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh. We're, we're, uh, he's the sun and I'm the moon of orthodox social media. So. Right. <laughs> um, and the other guys, eh, whatever. But, Jer- I mean, Jeremy, of course, I know, but he's he's Jeremy. Okay, right. but, but Matt strikes me as a madman. I mean, he's 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 like a, a force of nature, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely on fire. But I've never talked to Matt. You never dealt with Matt at all. I love when people ask me this. Yeah, I've never talked to Matt because I worked for the production company. So and honestly, like he he follows me on Twitter, which was nice. I appreciated that. Um, and sometimes I'll send him a couple of things and he might do a, a thumbs up, you know, and acknowledge it. But that's it. No, I've never talked to Matt. So, so you, but so the time stuff came to you. In other words, you're you're a vendor. Basically, you're you're someone who you. So you weren't intimately involved in the production. Uh, but you. Well, I got I got to know the director, and we spent some time together. Um, he looked at some of the articles that I had done on you know the trans movement and things like that. There was actually someone that was involved in the film directly that I'd written about. several years ago i'd written about that case so he was happy to hear that i was familiar with you know one of the uh, subjects of the film um so a lot of work went into the back end of that too there's a lot more that goes on besides just you know sitting in front of the computer and editing and i mean i'm I'm counting time stamps and i'm doing things like that but i'm scouting these clips i'm going and i'm saying okay for this section of the film you know i have an idea of what you know they want 
I go out and scout a bunch of clips. I have to, you know, uh, keep a log of that and make sure that I keep the times down and I have to have, you know, citations for who it belongs to and then the copyright. And so there's different levels to it. And did anyone ever train you at doing that or you figured out yourself the, 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 this is what I have, this is what I have to do. These are the concerns because this idea of keeping a log Uh is the kind of thing a lawyer would tell you to do in an ideal world. And so many people who come to me, I don't want to say my clients because my clients tend to be a little bit more sophisticated, but when people come to me for advice or they're in trouble because something went wrong in the clearance cat- area, there's there's such a lack of record keeping and a lack of, you know, of organization. And as you understand, you need to show that, you know, who you spoke to and when and, you know, all the things. Yeah. And sometimes you get, you know, you may have a little bit of a section of the film where something doesn't fit quite right. So you use stock footage. So then I have to go to Getty and I have to, you know, scout out what I want. Then I have to, you know, contact Getty, wait on them to write me back, find out how much they want for it. You know, there's just a whole process to it. But yeah, you have to keep records for sure. You're going to use those records several times. And if a lawyer does want to call you or somebody says, hey, wait about, you know, cut three seconds of this clip out. That's something I would have to pull back out and reference. Have you ever done that th- that this clearance business for for any other productions? Just plot against the president. Because I mean, I think you could you could start. I mean, there are people who do that. I think entirely for a living, and you know, but you 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 must like the variety. I, well, I do. I like uh, it's always something brand new, and it's always something fresh, and it sort of gives me a tiny bit of creative control. Not that I'm even interested in, you know, that side of filmmaking, but the fact that I'm the one that's pulling the clips and I, yes. you know, I'll, I'll serve it up on a platter and say, hey, you know, what about these 10 or what about these 30 clips? You know, pick one of these that might fit. But to a degree, you know, I've got a lot of creative control. And then when I get to see the final product, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really cool. It's pretty neat. So I'm going to do another quick screen share because I think that this is fascinating. I was joking about you being a movie star. Uh, of course, I knew that already that you're on IMDb because of your the work that we've been talking about. And what do I find out here that I didn't know is that you hang out with another one of my friends, Chrissy this Mayer. Cool. It's just ridiculous. I mean, you and I are, are just you know so completely such con- completely kindred spirits. But you're um, but you are much more happening. Are you working on anything that you can talk about now? I'm working on something really big actually um it's sort of been in the making i actually just did i went to a conference uh on june the 8th um that was it was called the library 2.0 conference on banned books and censorship and i sat through three hours of that um and pulled some screen grabs and took notes and whatnot and i put a big twitter thread together uh in it they yes I, i noticed i actually think i i retweeted one usually before i you know, when I'm doing my little bit, my very <laughs> thin bit of research before I speak to somebody, I I always find something on their Twitter, uh, that on their Twitter feed that makes me realize why haven't I been paying closer attention? This is really this person is really cool. Okay, so yeah. Well, the so in the conference, one of the the main ladies, I won't name her here, but she mentioned Brave Books, Kirk Cameron's Brave Books company by name, and how basically how uh, in the library, if you found out that this, um, if Kirk's or Brave Books, I should say, if they wanted to rent a room, a meeting room, how you could fill the hallways and the meeting rooms full of LGBTQ uh, propaganda. She actually said that. Um, and flags and stuff like that to to let them know where they stand. 
Uh, there was a lot of really juicy stuff in that. But anyway, I tweeted out that thread. Um, Brave Books saw it, contacted me. I've been contacted by, oh gosh, uh, let's see. Well, Fox hit me up last night to see if they could use it. Um, but yeah, it's been a really busy couple of weeks. Um, who was it? Daily Caller did a story about it. Uh, the Blaze did a story about it. So it's it got picked up. Um, so I've been working on that. But from that has spawned some new stuff. And I'll be coming out with that shortly. Okay, so everyone has to follow Haley yeah. Kennington in order to, to find that stuff out. We don't really ever break stories here on culmination. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not a daily kind of thing. And also, I'm 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 so shy. I don't you know I don't push. I don't want to make any trouble for anybody. Do you? So, as, are you just sort of taking it all as it comes, or do you have any kind of plan about maybe wanting to build this into something? You know, a bureau, maybe you. Adam Coleman hired you. Maybe you should be hiring people. It's true. Well, this was, it's going pretty well. Uh, the connection with Adam and wrong speaks going pretty well. So that may be something, you know, that will expand in the future. I'm thinking tell, about, tell me what's know. going on at wrong speak. Tell me because Adam, yeah. Adam actually, um, he is not that good as, as social media. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with him. No, you know, but you know what his problem is. He doesn't talk really about himself. He talks about the issues. So I don't necessarily know what's going on with him. Tell me what's going on with Wrong, with Wrongspeak. Uh, what's going on with Wrongspeak or Adam? Well, actually, we just brought on two new journalists. A third one is sort of in the making. Yeah, so he's, he's like I said, it's expanding. I think he did his, one of his best months uh, this last month. So things are going good, I know. Um, and, and he's a publishing company. So there may be something like that coming for me eventually. I mean, I know I can self-publish, but why wouldn't I? Adam's a great guy, so... Maybe I should write um, something for Adam. Maybe he's why the guy. Not? Yeah, you know, really, why not? Everyone, everyone else, has, everyone has a book. Why don't I have a book? I mean, I have exactly. a book, but they're from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Time for a new one. Is is Adam working on another book? I mean, Black Victim is already getting a little bit, you know, musty. He might be. He might be. He just might be. Okay. He just might be. Um, <laughs> are you? And you also have your own podcast. Well, sort of. Yeah, I have. I do have my Substack. I have it set up, but I, I've actually been so busy. I haven't actually started it. I think I'm going to go through Substack, but um, I do have my, some of my writings there. Um, and I, I do have a little YouTube channel, but I haven't even started to promote it yet because it's. I've been so busy. I have no free And that's time the mid-90s mentality? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't even promoted it. Yeah. I, oh. Well, I, I built the whole studio and got sort of pulled off and working on a couple of other projects. And I just haven't had any time to get back to it. But built a studio. That's, that's a Am I supposed to have a studio? I'm just sitting here at my desk. Well, I, I did it for fun. Honestly, it was yeah. something that I wanted to do to be creative, not to be a big YouTube star, but just to be able to do my own thing and not have to ask anybody if it's okay. And, you know, so yeah, no, that's right. Casting. I mean, I, I'm I'm deeply resentful of the fact that I that I am so I am so dead on YouTube. I cannot get views on YouTube. I mean, you know, everyone knows that the algorithm doesn't like new people, and it certainly doesn't like new conservative people. It also could be that my program sucks. You know, I mean, but whatever. I'm sure that's you know. not it. How long have you been doing it? This is we're now in year three of this. Oh, year three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean. No, you just. You just need to market it a different way. That's a all. different a different way. Yeah. You need you gotta, fresh new eyes on it. That's all. Yeah. You're, you know, we're going to have to talk about that. You seem to have some insight into that. 
social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're working in a lot of the, what you are doing is really very traditional type of stuff because you're doing the sort of shoe leather investigation and and the writing part that people associate with old fashioned journalism. Do you ever get any, you know, what do you think of journalism as a, as an academic course of study? Mm. I honestly think that I have learned more from journalists like myself than I have anybody that is being paid to do journalism um, by a, a larger entity or some of these old school people, you know, that's just it. When you have someone above you where you have to run everything, you know, through them, um, lots of times the story never gets out. And so for me, I, I like people who are doing it for the love of it and doing it for the love of just sharing information and bringing. Of course, you must have been life. exposed to Lee Smith's, obviously exposed to Lee Smith's work. I mean, he yeah. is a model. He's of, great. Of how to do this and someone who was trained old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and was, a wonderful writer he's so easy like his stuff is so easy to read and i learned so much when i read it yeah i still work with lee up and on so you know my wife is um a law school graduate and when we started having babies she's you know she stepped back from from law practice and then she she was working part-time in legal publishing for a while and you know eventually that ran its course and then she became uh, you know, she was looking for more writing opportunities after she she wrote a she wrote a, a law book. You know, kind of nothing to do. I write a law book, um, and she became a writer. She was writing for Human Events, right? Yeah. Mm. So, so Jane was writing for Human. You know, I introduced her to Will Chamberlain, and you know, I, I again, her background wasn't as a as a writer of as a journal in journalism, right? Um, but like you, she as a very thorough and in her case legally trained you know brain she took you know i need to understand these facts i need to document where i got them i need to corroborate things that need more than one source you know all the logical things uh and human events kind of went its own way and really became a not hospitable place for her to write but she, she's now a regular um contributor at, at um, legal insurrection which is one of the few remaining old style blogs that is still you know a part of the, the conversation and she's become this journalist like you i mean you know you the thing i always said about jane's writing or any kind of work that she does is, does is you can bet your life on it you can absolutely rely because she's so damn thorough yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm kind of a shooting for the hip kind of guy. And I'm, I'm a lawyer too. I have my ethical obligations and I, you know, sure. I have, but different kind of mentalities. Um, in social media, there's a, there's a heck of a lot more of that than there is that sort of heavy lifting and spade work. Like you're not a, you're not a big, big tweeter. <laughs> you tweet your substantive work. And this is true, Jane. Also, she doesn't riff and you know fool around. And I, and I, you know, but that's an extremely. The fact is that that kind of feed is an extremely valuable feed that people should need to follow. Because if you want to be amused six days a week, Ron Coleman is great to follow. But if you, <laughs> but if you want to actually really learn, uh, you know, 
from people who are doing the heavy lifting. And unlike in the, you know, in the days when Lee Smith and Ron Coleman were pups, you don't need that gatekeeper to give you permission to publish it. You've right. got your sub stack and you've got your, you know, at Adam Coleman starting his own publishing company. And, and of course the world of podcasting, as I mentioned in, 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 to others, this is where the most meaningful conversations are taking place. Certainly not on the view, certainly not on late night talk shows. And, no, and now you have this world of independent filmmakings typified by, by Matt Walsh and whatever else stuff the daily wire people are doing and uh and amanda it's kind of cool isn't it i mean i've had a really good time with it yeah and yeah, it's funny you, that you say that well, go ahead because you're because you're right in the thick of it yes <laughs> yeah it's been pretty cool i mean the thing about twitter you know i i sort of I've, it's hard for me to sort of find a balance between like here i'm doing this and also having a good time you know i actually tweeted the other day and i said is it possible for journalists to also have like their own opinion on Twitter or other social media, what do you guys think? And it was sort of split. I was like, wow, okay, so I can't be human and show my personality. Um, well, it's just know, weird. So, so the fact is, it doesn't really take much in most people's cases to figure out where they're coming from. Sure. Although there are exceptions. For example, I have a, I have an old, old friend from college who was actually um, the brother of one of my roommates named David Montgomery. And for the longest time, he was a writer for the Washington Post. Uh, and he he was just part of the, you know, the slaughter that took place there. And I actually actually check in with him and see where he ended it up. But a very, very accomplished writer and journalist going back to college days. David is an example of a guy where you never, you can't tell what he's coming, where he's coming from. Even though, even though he writes for the Washington Post, I you always feel like he wrote an article a really critical article about the southern southern poverty law center the well-known hate group that i relied on to a great a, a great deal for the atlantic and uh it was not complimentary he would he did not let ideology blind him there are journalists like that but and and he, and he doesn't really tend to show his hand too much but these days most people do what i find extraordinary though is is that newspapers like the times and the post and many others will allow someone to put the name of their network or their or their publication in their handle mm -hmm. which is you're basically giving a license of, of your brand to that person to express yeah. his or her personal opinions that's crazy i agree and you know i can understand <laughs> if you had two 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 accounts and one for sure. just the journalistic work and then yeah i'm not pretending not to be a person i'm a person with opinions and views but the idea that you know, you know, John Smith CNN is now going to start talking about what you know what what a dipshit Trump is. Right. We all know that's what CNN thinks, but is that? And I think that that's actually a brand management issue. That if yeah. anyone would have, you know, they, they just they don't. And what happened? What, what I've observed this before. Silos built up around these Twitter accounts, especially very well-known journalists. They get very large mm -hmm. and very insular mm -hmm. and they start really shutting out. Do you, do, do you ever feel that you are by virtue of being so deep in the mix as you are? And really it's so cool um, with, you know, with, with the wing nuts such as me mm -hmm. and, and my friends <laughs> that you are beginning to maybe not be as receptive as you ought to be about 
hearing the whole story? No, um, I, I get your point though. Because of what I do, I dig around in some pretty dark, like <laughs> you know, corners of the internet, and I feel like I mean, I want to be um, balanced, but for me, it's about whatever the truth is, wherever that leads is where I'm going to go. And that takes me a lot of places. You know, I have to listen to everybody, which is hard to do. Um, but no, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think when you're on there long enough, it, it can be an echo chamber after a while. And that gets a little annoying. Um, and those, that's usually when I put my phone down and, you know, go touch grass, like they say, or go do something else. Um, and it can be frustrating, but I think, uh, more than anything, you know, there's, I still feel like there's a lot of shadow bans going on or some kind of, he, no I actually, yeah, I read on, um, there was a, I don't know, Twitter support or Twitter blue, or one of the accounts said that they were going to put out something showing how your account, uh, had been affected by blocks and things like that. And I would like to see that because I like my engagement and I know it's not about Twitter, but my engagement has gone down like really, it's been remarkable since before he came on and now. So I just feel like for me, it, I like being on there, but it's hard for me to get any movement on anything there anymore. So. Yep. There's, it, there's a lot of stuff that's hard to understand. And I, I think that you got left a lot of Easter eggs uh, by the departing staff. Mm -hmm. And that's a story that, you know, a lot of people are working on, but you seem to be having a great time, Haley, and it's great watching you have it and connecting with you a little bit, you know, more, uh, deeply than we might have in, in a brief Twitter exchange. And I thank you very much for sharing your story and your, uh, you know, uh, th this really fascinating self-made woman story. Your primary focus is, is your kids and your family. And the, after that seems to me to come the, the truth. Yep. And that's a pretty decent place to be for no matter what else you end up getting involved in. It's been a lot of fun and I'm still having fun. And, I, you know, I, I hope to just get uh, into some more messy stuff so that I can get into. Well, keep, you know, you just stick, you know, you, you, you're hanging out with people that know how to you know what they're doing. So keep doing that. And, uh, you know, whichever one of us meets Matt Walsh first, we'll introduce, <laughs> get the other one, to, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and, now it's and a race. Say hi to Adam for me. Tell him Hello. that you know our family reunion is coming up soon. Cool. And uh, have a great evening. Thanks you so too. much. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you for listening to the Coleman Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, please rate it five stars and leave a review. For more information, please visit the show's website at coleman-nation.com. That's coleman-nation.com. Or you can visit my blog at likelihoodofconfusion.com. Join us next time on the Coleman Nation podcast and have a great day.